Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It's raining on a Friday in San Diego, which is weird. It's September 10th. In this episode, the Premier League is back. Thank, Thank God. Goodness. Uh, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo is, has his second coming in Newcastle. And there are big, big matches this weekend because the Premier League is back. Mike, what? tell me what, how much you missed the Premier League and what did you fill your life with when we had no football? Well, so I had college football for a week, but this is going to be the best time of year because, and we'll allude to this in a little bit, the old school schedule, if you will, but we're going to have yeah. Spurs at 7.30. They're going to make me angry. I'm going to go work out and get all my anger out, and then I'm going to drink for the 10, 10 a.m. games, at least on the East Coast. There's going to be like six of them. I'm going to have three TVs going and all that stuff. That is going to lead right into Chelsea and Aston Villa. Villa. Jesus, I always do that. Villa and <laughs> Aston Villa. Villa. I like Aston, Aston Villa. Villa. Aston Villa and, is like the uh, best team in South America. Yeah, right. And <laughs> and then we're going to have college football all day. And then we're going to have oh. Liverpool leads on Sunday morning. So it's And, and then the if NFL. If you're interested, the NFL, it, it does – it Which I'm not, culture. but if I win a bunch of money, when we'll talk about in the best bet segment, then maybe I'll watch the NFL too. It is, um, I'd say this is one of the like four or five best weekends of the year and for sports viewing. Uh, it's just yeah, literally wall to wall. When it goes into nonstop. October, I know you're not yeah. an NBA guy, but that moment when, remember when in the old newspaper, when they'd have the grid of the schedule and you'd see yes. all, and all four sports would be there, you'd be like, what am I going to do? The and Rangers that's the are thing. playing, the Knicks are in fucking Chicago, the Yankees are in the postseason, the Mets yep. are Metsing, and the, the Jets are Jetsing, and the Giants <laughs> are fucking running and making three yards in a cloud of dust. Uh, I've just sort of aged myself about my era of sports. No, but- actually, I think you nailed it still. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty still out here. But that, yeah, and that's the thing. And so the beauty of the Premier League and why I've never even touched MLS is because it it changes. It's it's an unused spot in the sports budget. Yeah, you right? just like, wake up early. You wake up earlier and do all the shit you're going to do. Instead of waking up at 1130 for the 12 p.m. college football games, yeah, I'm yeah, waking yeah, up yeah. at 630 waiting yeah. for Spurs lineup to come out yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. So I'm really excited uh, for for really 36 hours of nonstop sports watching. It's almost like I'm going to emerge from my cave and have more of a beard and and just be completely disheveled oh, and all that stuff. It's yeah. exciting. It's really exciting. And I think. You know, as much as we've covered the Cristiano thing about him going to City, my overjoyed excitement, my now schadenfreude, like, he's going to suck. It's a fucking <laughs> big deal, right? It's like, a huge deal. Cristiano Ronaldo going back to you, man. First, there's, there's three levels to it. One, there's Cristiano Ronaldo, the icon. He is the biggest football player in the world next to Messi, right? He is a all-timer, great player. And he's in our league that we follow. He was here, but he was a pup. He wasn't a super duper star. He was like early social media. Like I remember being at AOL and and one of these guys trying to do a biz dev deal with with Cristiano be like, he's got 9 million followers on Facebook. I'm like, mm, I think he has a lot more now. He's something <laughs> like bigger than all the Premier League team accounts combined you know, yeah. on Instagram. Like just crazy things. So he's in our league. That's exciting. Then he's going to Manchester United. Listen. Would it have helped City from a business perspective? Yes. But having him at Manchester United, I'm going to bite my tongue. It's what he's supposed to do. It'd be like if oh, yeah. it'd be like if Derek Jeter had retired, played in Japan, came back, and at 42 played for the, to the Red Sox. No, the Red Sox. <laughs> well, the same you know? town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are irrelevant. Red Sox would have been relevant. It would have been like if he went to Arsenal. <laughs> uh. But really, he he's going to... 
he's going to to City, which would have been a little weird and you know not great. But not only that, he's going to United, which is a big deal, and it's going to be not on TV in England, which is uh, odd. So, <laughs> yeah, walk so, us through this for me. So, okay, so England has, if you recall, uh, New York things or things you'd hear about has blackouts, right? They have blackouts the way in Los Angeles when the Raiders wouldn't sell out the L.A. Coliseum, they would not have the Raiders on in television in L.A., right? Because they wanted to get the 100,000-seat stadium to show, right? That was a local market thing that could happen in the U.S. And you'd be like, oh, that's weird, like you said with Tampa. In England, they do that for all of football around the world. There is no televised soccer in England when the majority of games are played. And the rationale for that is tradition. That is traditionally when uh, the six hour, the six day work week was one through strike. And they had that first Saturday afternoon off. The guys would work, they'd have their lunch and they'd go watch football 1890s. That's literally why the games are on at three o'clock after work on Saturdays. Then Sunday you had to go to church, no games, no drinking, right? That's literally the reason. Wink, as wink, they, no drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as they sort of got that, that stayed that way forever. The entire country played football at three o'clock on Saturday through history until television. And even on television, it stayed until the Premier League and until Sky. So it was always at the same time, basically until 1992, which is insane. <laughs> right? So they have these laws and they're actually incorporated within FIFA like FIFA gives you a mandate to say at a certain time you can't watch football so in Germany and France they have different rules for this like in Germany uh, the second division is on Fridays Friday nights and the first division is on Saturdays in England they've never done that change and it's one of these big fights about how do they protect the British pyramid from right. top to bottom so remember right there are 92 professional teams in a country that is in the that has the area of New York State. It would be like if all baseball teams from the Penn League to the Appalachian League, all those minor league teams all had to play at the same time and you couldn't watch the Yankees because they were playing at three o'clock on Sunday. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, this segues into the largest star in the world is going to play in England and you cannot watch it. <laughs> but right? but we can. <laughs> but we can, right? Everywhere around the world. You can watch it. And by so the way, that's eight, true. That's true of the NFL as well. Like they're yeah. they're like in so much as if you don't have NFL Sunday ticket, you can watch a 1 p.m. and a 4 p.m. game. Um, but you can watch any game if you're in any other part of the world because it's growth, right? It's new money, right. if you will. So they're trying to continue to, oh, that game sucked. Watch any one you want, right? So right, but, um, but yeah, at three o'clock, there is no game. Right. You can't watch any game. So mm-hmm. what they have on is something called Super Sunday or Super Saturday, where guys are literally watching TV. Oh, it's at a fantastic. Desk and they tell you what's happening. So basically, it's a live radio show. And it's like when you would listen to WFAN during football season, and they'd be like, oh, we're going to go out to Green Bay. And he's like, you hear the background noise. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has them on the 50-yard line. He's about to total. For... It's like that, right? You're like, what? Yes, what yes, the... yes. What world are they in? So, and everyone it... just illegal streams and it. they, you know, the big teams. And they, the rationale is that you have to protect the local clubs in the country. And my argument is, why the fuck are there 92 professional clubs in this country? I don't think they need that many. But you, wait but... a minute. You can have it. You can have it because... 
theoretically any one of those 92 teams can make it all the, the way to the Premier League, right? And that's why they're important. Theoretically. And they have to protect their revenue, and it's about the gate. Like, these teams live for the gate. Like Totally understand. It, the idea is that if Manchester United are on every Saturday all the time in perpetuity, no one will ever go to the local game. I of course don't not. fundamentally think that's true. Do you hear the thunder? It's kind of funny. I, I did not. But I, oh. I, I, I think... I think it's largely true, but it's also not as binary as that. Like there's there, we talked there about this solutions. in the last episode. There's a better way, right? That we talked about with the international break. There's got to be a better way, guys. Right. Um, yeah. Like you said, they like with well, the France and Germany, they, they have different days. This different day of the week, but they don't want to break tradition. They don't want to. It's three o'clock. The fact that they have games on Sunday and move things around is is crazy to them. And during the pandemic, they actually televised the games. People like, oh my god. Games are on. This is right. incredible. Yeah, <laughs> their mind was like blowed up. They were like, "Holy shit!" There's a Premier League game on. I can't believe it. This is the greatest news since you know sliced bread. Now they do have this highlight package, which is stayed and protected, which is PVC match of the day. They give you ten minutes of every game, and the running order of that show is a big deal. It would be as though the Ken Berman, a uh, Ken Berman, the the Berman uh, TJ show. Uh, NFL countdown or whatever the fuck it was, was just institutionalized and on NBC at night after the games right. since 1960. And <laughs> and so, okay, to give a little bit more context, if you're not familiar with this, it is actually quite interesting. If you've ever, I'll give you two examples in American-ish pop culture. Uh, if you've ever played FIFA and you're playing in like career mode and they cut in that guy who's like, oh, He's lining up for a penalty kick and he's missed it. That is actually what happens, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's not that's bullshit. That's like, that's actually authentic, which is kind of cool. And the other thing yeah. is if you watched Ted Lasso this season, which mm. we have to get into uh, some Ted Lasso conversations it's about gotten this. much better in the second back half of these episodes. I, the I first... haven't gotten through six, yeah. but they were rough anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to dovetail into that. But if you yeah, the, okay. the the show that Roy Kent joins, those are actually the guys on Super. Yeah, what, yeah, Super yeah. Son, one, right? two of them are right. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, right, right. Gary Lineker. I mean, Gary Lineker is world famous. He's how I grow on Twitter. I just tweet whenever he's tweeting something. I write back because he's probably the most famous person in England. He played. He was a great player. But now yeah. he's sort of like the equivalent as if Charles Barkley and Ernie were were, were put together <laughs> because he's a host, right? He and he's sort of sharp. And he famously uh, did did match of the day in his underwear after Lester won the league, which was uh, and they were uh, right. they were revealing. He didn't like chintz out on the underwear. He went he went <laughs> he went speedo. He went speedo. Uh, he yeah. looked good though. He looked good. Strong. He did strong. okay. He did um, right. But yeah, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing antiquated thing. And I and I want on the one hand I respect it from a tradition thing, but I mean if you think baseball has traditions wait till you start thinking about soccer stuff. Like they get mad about music changes. They get mad about uh, changing anything, like how they walk out, the order. People get mad about the running order of, of match of the day. There's just so much stuff. And and, and I'm going to give a shout out to our friends at FanHub, Russ, uh, who I chatted with to get us on the show. And we'll do, we'll share our lineups later on, uh, on social. Um, he was just like, I'm a Stockport County fan. I don't care about Man United. I don't care about the okay. Premier League. I just care about my team. And if those games are on, that's going to hurt my team. So I don't care. Screw them. 
He hates them. Like he literally has sports hate for the largest brands in his country and wants to go see Stockport County, which is basically going to see, I don't know. Uh, the Long Island know, Ducks. The Long Island Ducks and being like adamant that they're going to make it. And and what, this lives. is not yeah this is not to right this is not to to you know it's awesome. speak down it's about the cool. the English Long Island Ducks yeah it actually is pretty awesome and you go to San Diego Loyal it's very similar to that but it's almost yeah. as if the the importance of it is in Outside. the locality yeah. and how how much these teams because frankly they have to are so invested in the community um and they become yeah. embedded and and just part of life right the other thing is as if you take one more step back we have five-ish sports that we watch all, all year it goes round and round and round this is it realistically uh for 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 the english and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that in fact some days i wish we were like that um but that's exactly it right imagine that's all you have right uh, the long island ducks is all you have it's not bad. It's just different, right? Oh, and so if, yeah. I, and I think, and I think when when I was having this conversation, I had a good conversation about it on Twitter with a guy who was, you know, pretty pretty adamant about it. He sort of was defending it, and and I get it. I I like it, but I think about it from a business perspective. It's so hard as Americans to be like, what the what the fuck are you people doing? Why isn't Cristiano Ronaldo on? Are you crazy? Well, yeah, like, he's right. bigger right. than well, the. Than Look, the entire football pyramid, right? Like, but there needs to be at, at very minimum, there needs to be like a, a release valve. And it's like, okay, all right, Cristiano Ronaldo is back. Like, let's stop it with Stockport for a day. Okay. Like, everybody <laughs> cares about that. I'm not saying yeah. forever. I'm not, and I'm, I am saying that they should revamp the system to the point where, like you said, if, if the, the lower divisions play on Fridays or, or whatever, I, I'm, I'm, there, my point is I don't have a solution, but I damn well know that there certainly is one, right? Um, yeah, and yeah. I'm also not saying that you need to be able to have every uh, game televised for free. Hi, here comes no. the greedy American again. How much does NFL Sunday ticket cost? $200, $300? Oh, and you pay, get to no, see every other game? The nose. They pay so, through the nose. So if that's really – is that really going to hurt Stockport if you make – all of the Premier League games available for a certain pay-per-view price. It could be per match. It could be per month. It could be per year, whatever. At, at very minimum, and we we did this on the show last year because every time one of Spurs games is on, or a big game for that matter, is on Peacock, I lose my shit because I just I get so angry that I have to find I, – I have a cable login. I have all that stuff for NBC Sports, and now over here I have to pay – Five dollars a month for some of the games, like twenty percent of the games. Just pay, just just make me pay one hundred and fifty dollars, and I'll pay for all the games. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is weird. It spot. is unusual, but I do like it. But I, I mean, more than anything, we're just happy the Premier League is back, and we're gonna have to struggle through and trying to figure out what what game do we want to watch because there's actually six games on at the same time, which is like, there oh are. my god, how do I how do I deal with Leicester? playing city how do i deal with picking out my 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 side piece uh, brighton in the battle of the bees and the battle of gamblers which is obviously you know has to be my my favorite game of the week uh that we're both super intrigued on and is a super fun mm -hmm, game mm -hmm. uh but you know that that's one i of count the games four games about. and honestly i would actually say that cristiano cristiano ronaldo's return is the least interesting game to me it is to me of the ten o'clock <laughs> Aside from West yeah. Ham, Southampton, but I have, but as as we'll reveal later on in the show, I have reason to to root for one of those teams. So I just, I mean, I find United 
Newcastle to be the least interesting game. I mean, if you go through them, right? Like, again, I mentioned Spurs are going to frustrate me, so I'm going to need a palate cleanser. If Norwich um, goes up Arsenal, a goal, Norwich, we're going to talk about the entire universe is going to tune in to Norwich Arsenal. Yeah. Like, we want, yes. we want Pookie first five minutes penalty, and you will see the Emirates implode yes. like a Turkish team getting relegated. <laughs> they will set fire yep. to that place. And that's what I want. I they want Sheridan Freud at the highest levels. I've got I've got Norwich <laughs> in that game just because it's too juicy not to take it because I don't think Arsenal I get it. I get it. As much I'm, as I I'm, like, I picked them to finish 6, now I'm just now I'm just betting against them. They're now my, you're just pissed you did team. that. No, I mean I'm I'm, I'm actually I think that the they seem to have a full complement now. Um, and I, again, I keep singing his praises, but I think Odegaard comes through in this game, uh, and, and really starts to put his stamp on what Arsenal is going to be going forward against the Norwiches of the world. I'm not saying that they're going to finish in the top four, but what I'm saying is they're going to start beating the teams that they really should and convincingly, not just squeaking by them. And it's a different team playing against, uh, Norwich than Burnley. Right. So the, Norwich is going to come at you. They're going to let you play your game. And I think Arsenal is going to take it to them. But you are correct. If they score an early goal or go up first at all, oh boy, that's going to be must see TV. Um, and then you I go mean, to. I, as long, yeah. I think it's, it's about the it's about the center back pairing. Like if it's going to be holding and white or holding and any pairing, it's just like those dudes are like they really show the fragility. Right. Like how bad was Liverpool when they were down to the, like their their replacement level players like their like fifth they're, and sixth level yeah. yeah they're so bad they're just like oh yeah. my god all i'm saying is arsenal you had your chance at lewis dunk and you blew it and you should have <laughs> got him and tarkovsky and just been like yes we will pass out of the back when there's no one around otherwise we're fucking taking it long and Aubameyang is just going to hunt them down but otherwise nothing is getting past us and we're going to fucking shithouse people. That's yeah. why Arsenal won under Wenger because they had English shithouse defenders and now they don't. And that's why they lose <laughs> <laughs> among many reasons. Among um, many reasons. But then, you, I mean, like, like we said, the whole 10 o'clock slate is great. I mean, Brentford Brighton, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit more in the best bet. Very excited. I can't get enough of Brentford. You can't get enough of Brighton. This actually might be the, the, the match of the mistresses. <laughs> right, like uh, this is this is the mistress derby, my Brentford versus your Brighton. Oh, God. um, well, I, man, I was on, I was excited. in on Brentford already, but they they took it. Well, you too you long. can only have one, you fucking I know, woman. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, well, you know, I like those bees, <laughs> I like the gambling, I like uh, I like all of it. I don't really like their stripy red kit. That's not mm. oh, see, this is why you're not fit for Brighton and they're mine. Okay, I'm a big fan of the kit, big fan of the well, kit. It's, it's red, I'm out on red. I get it. I usually am too, but I need a little, you know, a little bit of color in my life. Um, and then let's talk about uh, the the f- almost one year anniversary of the famous Laurent Pep Out. Oh God, the Pep Out game. Yeah, well, this is the rerun of the Pep Out game. This is less. So wait, at give home. give our new listeners a quick run through <laughs> of what happened last year. So you know, City, we had that weird season. It kind of was odd. Um, City played Ake. They didn't have any defenders really healthy. Ake, Altamendi. It was a mess in the back. And they gave up, I think, with a hat trick to Jamie Vardy on two penalties. Yes, And ended right. up losing 5-2 at home. And that was the nadir of, uh, of, my, of my moment with Pep. I thought, oh, my God, he has a Santa contract. 
He keeps making the same mistakes like he did in the Champions League. He's always fucking around. I was done. I really was frustrated. It was a very typical kind of pep mistake. Then there were two. It was a draw the next game or a win and then a draw. And that draw against Newcastle was really like the, oh, okay. And then they were gone. And then they just didn't yep. lose for three months. Mm-hmm. So that was weird. Uh, I did eat some crow. Uh, and it just sort of reminded me to be like, you know what? Uh, I, I Oh, let me, another big, big, big piece of information. We signed Diaz the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. or he right. had just signed. So it was the last game without Diaz. And I don't think Diaz has missed the game since. So we're really talking right. about, you know, really yeah i was pep out but pep does need certain players to be in his side or else you know city start to resemble arsenal in a weird oh, way totally. yeah. like if he doesn't they... spend a billion dollars on center backs then you guys are fucked <laughs> yes i think that's true <laughs> of all the big teams though right like yeah, you know yeah. it, you there is a luxury piece to it that he never says that he's awesome he never says i can play with shitty players he's like yes it's the players that, but I want to play this way if I have these players, right? So he has the players, so play that way. Now, would he would would he try and play that way with Burnley? And I would love to see Pep coach Burnley. That would be fucking incredible. Oh my god! Oh my god! Look, Freaky Friday. And, or, or, and then and then Dyche gets to manage uh, City. How, what would happen, right? Would would he City? Just, yeah, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would Dyche just be like, nope, I'm buying Tarkovsky. I can't deal with this put him in blue he would make he was wait, blue. wait wait here's exactly what would happen he would make phil foden shave his head he would yes. <laughs> he, he would have joao cancelo going in two foot oh, no, tackles in the no, he in wouldn't like, he wouldn't play cancelo he would play walker and you play walker he would play walker always without cancelo yes. he would play walker with ake at the left and play with three center backs because mm-hmm. he didn't like the space. And he would play with Fernandinho and Rodri at the same time. Oh, right? yeah. And he would have Absolutely. no striker. He would just be like... And Gundo one. I don't have... Yeah, and Gundo for sure. Yeah, Gundo. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, no, I'm not playing Grealish. I don't like... He's too flat. <laughs> I'm not doing yeah. that. Yep. Or I don't like just, his calves. He would play one or the other. He would play De Bruyne, but not Grealish. And mm-hmm. he would... A Sterling gone. No chance for Sterling. No chance. No, no. He's too small. Actually, he would play Sterling. Sterling is strong enough. But he would have no striker. He needs Chris Wood. Where's Chris Wood? We don't have a Chris Wood. There's no big goonie no, guy. No, you don't. He well, that's convert, kind of the point, right? Yeah, he would convert one of our center backs to be. I'll tell you what. But you know what? He would play the lap. <laughs> yeah, no, he would definitely play the lap. Or he would have. He would like, oh, just pay the hundred and fifty million and go get Harry Kane. Oh yeah, you yeah. Or he would do that, right? <laughs> and then uh, Pep with Burnley would just be like. It would just be calamitous. It'd be like Tarkovsky and me yelling oh at each God. other, and and the goalkeeper just being like, "I don't, I don't know what happened. Like I'm trying to play, the, I don't, I can't." And then, and then the fullbacks oh, are man, trying to do something. That would be stuff. so funny. Just be, just be calamitous all over the place. Like guys just fuck. The midfield would take balls and not be able to turn. It just like, it's just a catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> and like Chris Woods trying to press people. He's tired. He doesn't know what to do. Oh, it would be, it would be a disaster. Or so, Pep would just go into the lower level teams of the team and just find guys we never heard of and be like, oh, I guess he is a good coach. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> sure. Okay. When you, when he goes to Spurs, when he's on this Mourinho level of his career and you're over the moon, you're going to be like, oh, wow, he was awesome. I, like, I will have, just like Mourinho, <laughs> I will buy his snake oil for like a month and a half and then I'll be like, 
<laughs> I when it's frustrating, it's frustrating. Would like to man. make a return let me, and no, let me tell no you refunds. about that that Champions League final being just like we're gonna lose this game. I know it because <laughs> where the fuck? Because oh. because <laughs> I don't know because I don't know what that's like. Um, <laughs> speaking of Spurs, let's let's go through them real quick. Um, this is a danger. Will Robinson game for for Tottenham. Uh-huh. Obviously, uh-huh. yeah. Where are your players? How many guys three, are missing? Yeah. Well, okay. So three one nils, top of the league. All that great. Um, last we left Spurs, <laughs> it's almost like it's like uh, one of the Batman episodes from the sixties on last week's episode. Um, that is what they, the premier league is. People don't realize that it's a it effectively is, but, um, so the same bad time, same bad channel. Here we go to, uh, Selhurst park, which is never a good place for Spurs to play. Um, crystal palace has looked varying degrees of shaky this year. A little bit of promise. Though. They're frisky. They are frisky. They always do show up against Spurs, I find, especially at home, I should oh, say. That was the 1-1 right last year, right? That was the that was the that was the very apex of Spurs season last year. That was the beginning of the undoing. Right, um, so we went through Leicester's the city Leicester, you were top of the league, you were believing, and then this was the sort of end. Yeah. This was season. no, this was this was the beginning of the end. Liverpool <laughs> was the was like the start, the like the, the real end. And then everything after that for the next four months was Although sort West of the Ham end. Of the end. Was, West Ham 3-3 was really the end. Yeah, but nobody felt it at the time. In retrospect, that was probably the peak, but we were still top of the table when we when we <laughs> lost points at Sellers Park. So okay. Oh well, what what nothing really notable could have happened to Tottenham in the last 10 days, two weeks. They didn't have any games, right? <laughs> uh, no. no, they lost three players to quarantine Two almost uh-huh. got arrested for uh, uh, falsifying uh, COVID restrictions. I don't even fucking know. Youngman's son gets hurt in South Korea. Steven Bergvine gets hurt in Netherlands. So that's, we're down five guys. But that's you got fun. Harry Kane back and you have a lot of, m- oh, you don't have any money. We don't have any money. We have uh, <laughs> what we do have. Uh, what I will say is we have a pouting Tangy and Domblay who was likely oh. to. He's going to draw into the side, I would expect. Um, yeah. We are going to more than likely bring Tanganga from right back to center back and play the new kid Emerson Royal uh, like at right it. back. I don't mind that at all, uh, especially in a pinch. Um, you'll have Hoybier in the six. The expectation is that Delhi will play alongside Ndombele and sort of that push-pull in the middle of the park. I don't mind that at good. all. Uh, I think you'll have Lucas off the right, and you may have new boy Brian Heal. Uh, the oh, kid, yes, yes, yes. Very good. The kid who uh, was basically uh, the, the Lamella was the make-weight for, uh, who, by the way, Eric Lamella has, I think, four goals in three games for Sevilla, including two winners, <laughs> uh, awesome. match winners. So he never yeah, looked. Happy for him, though. But I, I, love did, him. I was looking at, I'm looking at my funny XG table, which is weird at this time of year. But you guys are minus. Very yeah. little. Yeah. So got no, three, that makes yeah, sense. You've had some games that were a little bit. When I Well, okay. When I think about when I think about the city game, we probably should have had more. Yeah. I, I don't I don't remember what the, the city XG was, but I, I think it was probably, it probably about was, even. It probably wasn't because remember the first 15 minutes city almost scored like four times. Yeah, no, I know. But we had that big miss as well. That Bergvine. But, it, but, but remember misses that don't go on target. They get a little bit weird. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, but nonetheless, um, so fine. The Wolves game, we got played right off the park. <laughs> yeah. They, and, and that was, that was not great. Bob. That was and, the, the Triore. I miss everything. Uh, let's not oh, buy man. that guy. Right. Horrible, so he, he's like an XG problem. So he kind of breaks the mold. Yeah. Um, and then City are, of course, top of the league with plus six. But that's because, like, the Arsenal game was ridiculous. They beat the shit out of Arsenal. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, but yeah. I mean, so so I am. This is a like I said, this is a a, a bit of a trap game. For, you want to get Spurs. out of it. A draw might be good, right? <sighs> a draw is not good. But what you have after this <laughs> is you have Chelsea at home, and then you go to Arsenal. So these are points you can't afford to lose, right? As much as yeah, it's going to suck. But you got those three in the bank that you did not think you were going to get. With City, yeah, yes. Yeah. So you got the. But nine but again, you... those are only as good as the as the points you are supposed to get. You're supposed to beat Crystal Palace. You're not yeah. supposed to beat Chelsea every time. Like that no. shit's gonna happen. But so, if you can beat, you know, if you can take eighty-five percent, maybe ninety percent of the points you're supposed to get, and get five yeah. percent of the, the the questionable, the top six or so, you're gonna be right at the top four at the end of the year, no problem. So these are the I, games I, where you're gonna I, look back and go, that, "Come on." I think I think the scary thing with Palace is. If there was a winner of the window, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. They were the winner of the window. They got all the hipster picks. They got all the players. And now they got Edouard uh, from Edouard Dembele. There's like 40 Dembele's. I don't know which one. This yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just know them by the fact that he played at Celtic and he had been leading the Scot- the Scottish League in goals. He's under 25. He's a real finisher that is going to push Ayu and Benteke out of the game. So now you've got a really good attacking trio of Gallagher or Gallagher's more back and forth, but you've got, you know, you've got good players. Zaha is going to have fun, right? So the, the issue is, is you've got to get at palace because their defense is yeah. still work in progress. Make you know, sure how much Absolutely. they can hold the ball. And can you bring force and press them? Because if you sure to sit back and wait, they might, they might, you know, Nick's, they might oh, hit you. some things together. Yeah, they might hit mm-hmm. you with this possession game that they have with good finishing. So, I mean, I trust Nuno. I mean, we know that Nuno knows. Uh, and I think that, you know, he'll have a defensive plan. But you, you, you it is a trap scary game. Uh, I think we should probably talk about United a little bit more. You know, Well, before we do, playing, you, yeah. I, I'm, I am a little worried about Spurs. But I think, to, you know, early later today, I'm going to call my friend Joe at Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. He's going to put my my nerves at ease, if you will. Because you have too much money on other things. I have I have made some questionable investments uh, this week, and we will talk about it in the best bet segments. But so Joe at Attitude of Gratitude Consulting, when I call him tomorrow, he's going to be like, Mike, you're an idiot. First of all, stop gambling on soccer. You really aren't even that good at it. But I'm like, I know, Joe, but I'm already in the hole a couple hundred bucks here. So what can we do to try and, you know, figure this out? He's like, okay, well, do you have a Hulu account, a Netflix account? Do you use all of these things, all these these dumb expenditures in my life? He's like, hey, dum-dums, knock that off. I'm kidding. These are my words, not Joe's. Joe's actually a lovely man, and he's wonderful to talk to. Uh, really, really great. Uh, so do yourself a favor. Go to attitudeofgratitudeconsulting.com. It's a super easy to uh, navigate website. Uh, you can his phone number is right there. You can take take a look, give him a call. He's always available, and he's always willing to lend his expertise. So um, we appreciate Joe more than we can tell you. Um, but again, the first thing he'll tell me is to stop making such shitty bets. But the second thing he'll do is he'll help me out of this hole. So uh, <laughs> it's attitudeofgratitudeconsulting.com. Talk to our buddy Joe. Right on. And uh, I do want to give a shout out to our friends. Uh, as well, this is less of a of a of a of a sponsorship, and just you know a group of guys that I enjoyed chatting with, and we're in their feed, and it is the uh, the fan hub ad- group out of out of the UK. Uh, fun little app. They have predicted about 
more of an English app in that you can go and sort of track how far you've traveled, really for the hardcore England fan. And we, you can find our feed inside their, inside their app. You can find, find and download our show there. And, you know, Fan Hub has been really kind to us and we're helping them out as well. So just wanted to give a shout out to them for it, uh, the support. It's- it's pretty cool. I, I played yeah. around with it a little bit, um, and yeah. I haven't really gotten to mess around too much because it's just been it's been the international break, so I haven't right, really. Right. So we'll do the, we'll do we'll definitely share our, our lineup predictions for the games that we're fans of. So I'll share my city lineup, and then yes. try and guess Leicester's lineup, and and uh, Mike will will guess uh, Palace's lineup. Probably a little bit harder because they keep buying. I have players. no fucking clue about Palace, but I can get. I'll probably get. <laughs> I'll probably go eleven of eleven on Spurs. It's, well, Pep Roulette is impossible, so I can oh, never, God. I can never figure out who the fuck Pep's gonna play. Yeah, neither can Pep. Uh, if he if yeah, he could, so, you'd have a Champions League trophy. <laughs> right. So, exactly. So so the United game, I think, is um is an interesting game. I think you know United have spent a lot, and it will be interesting to see how the rest of the players react to having Cristiano. Cristiano is a force, right? He is going to force his will on that team and demand of the team that they, for lack of a better word, carry his ass. And if they don't put the ball where he wants it, when he wants it, yeah. he will flap and complain. Like those Wambasaka crosses, it's not going to be people just going, oh, I guess I missed it. He's going to be like, yo, what the fuck's wrong with you? Give me a real mm-hmm. fucking right back who knows how to cross the ball. And he's going to be like all up in Luke Shaw's ass the first time he misses something. Now, Luke Shaw's good and better than Wambasaka. But right. he will demand, and I, I wonder if he takes the air out of the ball. I'm, If I were a United fan, and I'm not, and I load them, I would be worried. I think that there is a chemistry piece here that is worrisome in, like, I think it, it's sort of akin to having your, your basketball issues where there's only one ball. Uh, Cristiano's going to take his five yeah. shots, and unless United are going to increase the amount of shots they take, as in playing faster so that everybody gets to eat. He's going to take shots away from other players because he's mm-hmm. going to demand the ball and they're going to give it to him because they essentially have God playing for them. Right? right. Like it, they're just humans, right? Like Marcus Rashford's 22 years old. Cristiano Ronaldo is an Adonis. He is the embodiment of, of a deity coming down and playing with you. Paul yeah. Pogba might pretend he's cool, but it's still, Cristiano, he's bigger than United, right? Like he's bigger I never than the really club. thought about the the clash of egos in that room between Pogba and Ronaldo. I don't, I don't think, know. I don't that think he would Pog- bend the knee. Pogba, sure he would. He's not that. He thinks he he pretends he's cool, but Cristiano's like, what did you win? You didn't win the shit. World Cup. Man, I forgot about that game. <laughs> that's what I mean. As, no, that's what I mean. Club, Wait, I fucking won, but I fucking won the World Cup, dude. Where the fuck yeah. were you? So I think he's I like, think he's like if I played in France, I would have won the World Cup too. You fucking nonce! And he would just point to the little guy with the teeth. He looks like a pygmy. Like it's Conte. That's why you won the World Cup. You were fucking around. Is it because you lost that game for them against Switzerland? That's what I hope. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> and okay, you're making my point. I think that there might be. It's not going to be Saturday. It's not going to be in the next few it's weeks. It's going to be adversity. It's when the adversity shows up, and and I will take the words right out of your mouth. Ole is not the man to handle it, right? He's not clever enough. I don't. I mean, listen. He's not. A, I don't think that he's bad. He's just is he he's just up for not the, this good. is this is like 
next level real deal. Like they could win despite him. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But they can lose because of him, right? Yeah. But right? also, like, like I said, not... when 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 it hits the fan, it's going to be you need a a leader of men who commands that room. And Sir Alex isn't walking through that door. I mean, he might, I don't know. But like, but that's you know the what? Thing. If I were him, I would. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, I got this. <laughs> but but that's that's the problem that I find is yeah, that yeah. he's not and, he's and liked. I'm sure he's well liked. He's not respected is, as much Newcastle as he probably should. Away be. is the type of game that United fuck up. Yeah, yeah. In the last right? few years, United Nuke. It these now. This is a big game. This is this is they won't fuck this up because these are the games that they don't fuck up. It'll be Southampton in a way like they did last time when they got a draw. Like that's exactly it's it's not this game. This is a big game. Everyone's watching. They'll be fine. It's a national game. It's Newcastle. It's it's a thing. But later on in the season when it's sort of dragging and there's something, they'll just drop points. But I yeah. just want just give me fucking say Maximan, please summon the gods of the football geniuses and channel your inner Cristiano and tear those motherfuckers to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Do you worry? Do you worry? And we we talked about this in our transfer review uh, episode. Do you worry that the the channels are going to be open for if Callum Wilson plays and Saint Maximin because McFred is sitting there, right? You've got all this. It, this Varan okay. makes a Varan Varan makes a difference. He could make up Fine. for the bad midfielders. Uh he could. The way that I look at. Manchester United on paper right now. It's the guy at the gym who's enormous, right? He's got the tank top on. He's got the. It's the guy with the tits, right? That's how much he does his fucking upper body. And he's, he's got, got bad, skinny little calves, ballerina <laughs> legs, right? He's got nothing, dude. He doesn't even do yeah. cardio. He's just sitting yeah, there he, pumping, yeah. pumping yeah, the whole yeah. time. And then, and then the other pieces. Fernandez never looks good with Portugal, and who plays with him in Portugal? Oh, I know. And and it was him that really, I mean, reportedly he he was one of the hooks as far as getting Ronaldo. You know, he's not going to get those nine penalties anymore. So let's see his goal well, count's going to go. His goal count's going to go from seventeen to nine. Well, so right here's there. here's the thinking right? on that. He wasn't going to get a lot of the penalties anyway. The way that the game's been kind of going so far, the the, the new officiating. So I mean, okay, he also five had penalties. Sure, he also had like two or three. So far. And the other thing I think from the, the longer Ronaldo's gonna take those. I'm not hundred percent sure of that. The bar? Oh you yeah. Oh yes, he will. Here's the other thing. Over the course of the longer season, and I'm not just talking about Saturday, um, they're going to have their eyes on two prizes. So I don't know that Ole will always have them on the field at the same time, especially in the Premier League. When you're going to you, you know leagues. You think Solshire is strong enough to bench Ronaldo? No fucking chance. I don't think Ronaldo at 37 is is capable of playing in Champions League midweek and then going to, you know, going to Why Palace not? on the weekend. He doesn't run. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, you're He's right. He's literally the fittest person ever to play, right? Like he literally. And he and he doesn't exert himself in the back half of the field. No, Bell, right, they're playing, they're playing they're playing they're playing 11 against 10 in defense. Like they someone yeah. is going to have to like Rashford or Marshall or whenever these wingers or Greenwood, someone's going to run. For Cristiano, one of the reasons that he was so good at United back in the day is um, Tevez and Rooney would run for his ass, and everyone hated it. They were like, "Yeah, man, fucking Cristiano, man, he doesn't have to run. Fucking Gaffer doesn't tell him to run." <laughs> He's like, "Cause," and then he goes and does something incredible. And you're like, "All right, fine." 
Right. But that's the United culture that they had. Do they have that culture now? I don't know. He's going to score. I'm just saying at the detriment of you. Again, it's a weak link sport again. If someone's mm-hmm. up, someone's down. Unless they're playing faster and creating turnovers, which they don't. Yeah. So let's say they're going to score 80 goals. They were going to score 75 last year. What's going to happen, right? Like with City, you just be like, oh, yeah, he'll, we'll just score 120, right? Mm-hmm. No big deal. <laughs> No, that's true. That's true. So, so I mean, let's uh, let's let's transition to some of the stuff we've been talking about. Uh, I, Mike, you want to go and, and give us your your best bets? Yeah, I do. I was actually just going to say um, one of the other ten o'clock games that I'm more excited about, and I alluded to this earlier in the show, is West Ham. Um, I have them going into uh, St. Mary's, and I have them coming out with three points. So, uh, I saw I West Ham. At- I, ha- I have a scary tidbit for you that might worry you for this. Okay, talk to me. Mikel Antonio just flew 10,000 miles to Panama to play for Jamaica. Ah, that's a good point. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's a good point. Um, but no, I just, I see, I see so much talent in that West Ham side that, that not having Antonio, if he doesn't play or if he only plays 60 minutes, of course, is going to be a, a factor. But there's just, they seem like a team that has it frighteningly figured out this year. I mean, not even last year Until as well. Until the European right? games start, that's going to be their. Oh job. yeah, no, of course, yeah, absolutely. And and I did say that I think in my season preview that you know the, the Europa League will tax them, but we're not there yet. We're we're almost there, but we're not there yet. That's a good point. Um, but so I like them money line. I have them around plus one forty five. I mean, I, I I like that a lot. Um, and then uh, our mistress, our, our mistress derby, as we mentioned earlier, Brighton and Brentford, uh, oh, over two. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I got that at minus odds, one twenty, minus one twenty five. I, I don't know uh, why you picked the over. Explain that to me. Why? So because I like total? I like both teams and I like rooting for goals. No, so the, to win, you get you need three goals. So that's so, a two one game. The thing is, yeah. is Brentford hasn't given up anything, and Brighton's defense was one of the best defenses in the league. And okay. Who's gonna? How's Tony gonna score against Duncan Duffy? I think Embuemo is going to create problems down the wing. <laughs> well, he's fast for sure. Yeah, uh, and I, I also am wondering who Bre- who Brentford has played from a a you know they haven't given anything up yet. Okay, but I mean, I don't see anybody really barreling down their door so far. So yeah, um, they played the weakest team in the league in Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> right, right. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm excited. A draw, which is a good a good result, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but again, Villa is a team that's still and kind Palace, of figuring they, it out. They, in Palace, they didn't score against Palace. That was weird. They right. And so I think Tony's still sort of getting his groove. I think he's going to be able to uh, to put one in in this game. But again, I, I'm I'm enjoying overs because you know what? A life is too short to bet the under. And if anybody <laughs> tells you otherwise, they're an asshole. Uh, but no, I, I, I'm, this is, this is a, a pull at my heartstrings. Both teams are a good attacking side sort of pick. And I'm like, well, let's go with two. Uh, the other thing is overs are, you know, if it's like, if it's over two and a half over, over three, I should say, then you're, I don't know if they get to two, if it's a one, one game, I'm getting my money back at minimum. Mm. So I'm like, all mm. right, I'll take that. Um, and then tell me about Villa. Villa's a stretch. I gave you my third pick, so I went with a. I went with one a little bit further down the line. Um, the actually the Villa draw no bet was like plus six fifty or something like that, and I was really interested in that. Um, but I I went with them plus one and a half at almost even odds minus one fifteen. Um, I am curious to see. This is a game that Chelsea 
would struggle with. Um, they have a ton of internationals coming back from everywhere. And uh, I just think that Villa's kind of been cohesive with the with the exception of Buendia and Martinez, obviously. Uh, they've been kind of more cohesive. Uh, so I'm I'm pulling for Villa, Villa at one and a half. I do that all the time. I don't know why. It's because I'm it's because I'm excited about them. Um, yeah. but I think I think Villa might be able to get away with a one goal loss. And that's kind of where I'm at here. Um, one okay. of Bill Simmons' lines, I'm not a huge fan of his, but one of his his uh, gambling rules that I'm breaking right now is never bet on the underdog if you don't think they can win the game. Right. It's a more of a more of an NBA or NFL betting advice. Yeah. But I was like, you know I, what? I, that's okay. Simmons Simmons is in my age cohort, so I, I just listen to him at this point out of habit, and th- and that's okay with me. Uh, for me, uh, you can see my record. So whatever I pick, you should probably <laughs> pick against. Um, uh, Mike gave me one money line on Wolves plus one thirty. Uh, makes sense. Wolves are one are have an XG of a top level team. Uh, mainly on mainly on Triore missing everything, and Jimenez not firing yet. He leads the league in shots and has no goals. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Jimenez has not really gone on the mark yet, so that's a little bit scary. But they've they're they're they got to break out and beat someone eventually. Uh, I took Norwich to win in a money line. What? Why? Because they have common opponents with with Arsenal. They also lost to Man City five nothing. Uh, they already <laughs> lost uh, to Liverpool three 0 Kind of close to the Brentford loss in that they play similarly. And then uh, Leicester two one. But they they they're mustering shots. Uh, XG says that Arsenal are minus nine XG. Well, they're minus uh, nine goal difference too. Yeah, yeah, minus nine XG, and Norwich are minus two point nine. So that means that they're five goals better, and I think they're going to beat them because their team is actually better and more cohesive. That's fair. And they have a better coach. So Daniel Farka, make it happen, please, for Schadenfreude alone. Uh, I hurt, I hurt, and I'm sad for Claude, who's actually I think Arsenal killed him. I'm gonna blame him. I think Arsenal. Yeah, killed well, Claude. Arsenal killed him because he drank himself to death. <laughs> Look at him, <laughs> the poor bastard was round by the end. You know, yeah. the funny then, thing was he would always buy jerseys, and I feel like every other season he would buy another size up. You know, yeah. but yeah, yeah, Arsenal definitely killed well, him. Well, I mean, man. the nice thing is one, you know, Norwich have a goal and Arsenal don't. And Norwich have a striker, and Arsenal don't. Arsenal and, and so we'll see. I mean, would you take Pookie over Aubameyang at this point? I might. I might. So this is a bet on, on the, the on the on the infrastructure of Norwich versus the infrastructure of Arsenal. Just because you paid more and cost more, don't mean you're better. Because I think sure. this team is in bad shape, and my pick uh, is a complete catastrophe. And I'm just going to keep betting against it. Um, and then Palace. Uh, versus Tottenham draw. I don't hate this at all. I think this is a good bet. The value is really high. I am a fan of Palace. We spoke about it a little bit earlier. Uh, Patrick Vieira, we don't know if he's a good coach or a bad coach, but he's at best an attacking coach. And I really like what I saw from Gallagher last week, scoring the two goals at home. Bristol Palace historically was a poor team at home under Hodgson because they were a counter-attacking team. And now they're going to play more in the front foot. And I think that the the um, the home field advantage will make a difference for Palace to pull this one out. And the fact is Tottenham have not really been creating that much, to be no, fair. They haven't and been then impressive. their best finisher is missing. Uh, I mean, not not Kane, but uh, but Sonny. Well, Sonny's likely to miss, I should say. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't 
I, I think from a gambling perspective, this is a really good play. We already chronicled how many players Spurs are likely to be without. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm just, they've gotten really lucky against, against uh, Wolves at least. So um and they could I, win. It's no big deal. But they, I, I like I like the long shots. I like the the money again, line there. This is a game they should win. But we talked about it. Like they very possibly likely will draw. It's again, it's a Selhurst Park game. Uh, that's never a good place for them to go. Um, yeah, you guys are I, missing, I, you guys are missing Los Celso, Sanchez, Romero, and Indombele, that's what I said. Along with Son, I think Indombele um, is going to play. Skip two. Ooh. Skip may be injured as well. So I think Ndombele is going to play. I think Skip or Ndombele play. Yeah. But not both. And, and Palace have even added more. They've added Will Hughes of Watford fame, the translucent one with the blonde hair. And yep. like I said, uh, Odson Edward from, from uh, he's he's not an Ndombele. I got it wrong. Uh, he's Edward. Odson Edward. Not Ndombele. Not Way to go, Ndombele. asshole. Yeah. I, well, you know, they, these guys, <laughs> they got they got names that I um, – I don't always understand. Yeah, you forget sometimes. Um, do uh, and let me. Uh, you know, so we did our Premier League. We've done our best bets. That's you see on the screen. That's Mike's got. Let's just summarize it. Mike's got West Ham money line plus one forty five. The over of two goals at minus one twenty five on the battle of the gambling Brentford and Brighton and uh, Villa at plus one and a half. I don't understand. How does this bet work? This plus one plus. Plus if they win half. by if they if they lose by two, I lose. If they lose by one, I win. Okay. And then for me, I'm I'm less complicated. You should bet against me. It's Wolves money line. So to win plus one thirty and Norwich and an upset of the century. And probably I should pair this with Arteta being fired as a as a as a, oh, as yeah. a parlay. Uh <laughs> if I'm going for it, I might as well go for it. Uh Norwich plus twenty five and then Crystal Palace for a draw on plus two forty. I could do really well if some magic happens. And then I would like to talk very briefly. I know you didn't watch the game, but US men's national team yesterday uh yeah. was a study in social media. First half, wow, it was bad. Uh you know, three subs at halftime, US falling apart against Honduras. Twitter was a light, like it was bear holter out. The whole thing fell apart. We got hits from people on our podcast looking for U.S. men's national team. We don't know how where you people came from, but I thought I'd just capitalize on that and say, we watched it. They were bad. And then uh, Pulisic got hurt, but the changes came through. Aronson from, from Red B Leipzig, uh, Red, sorry, Red Bull Salzburg played really well. Um, Pepe, uh, a 19-year-old out of D- Dallas, in MLS, scored two goals was the catalyst for the win. Change of shape went to the four, went to three uh, four three three from a wing back system that we had never played and decided to go try and play in Honduras. <laughs> Good job, Berhalter. Very Pep. Uh, very bad. Uh, John Brooks yanked at halftime. Supposed to be our best defender. Real catastrophe. And we could have easily lost that game, but then it ended up being a route the other way. So, United States burning some midnight oil getting the game back in line. They write the ship. Panic out for now. But a, a loss would have been disaster. Oh, so, yeah. And we do it again US, in a few weeks. So Yeah, there's a lot of international. I don't know what the fuck they're trying to do. They're trying to break my flow, bitches. Um, but that is the update for the show. Yeah. And we'll listen, we're going to talk a little bit more about the U.S. team as it you know, like you said, there's going to be 11 more qualifiers, I think. Hopefully not all of them will matter for fuck's sake. But um, 
yeah, I mean, we're going to, we're going to have, we talked about it last time during the international break. We're going to have five, I think over the course of the season, we're not going to have much else to talk about. Um, it's been interesting for me to slowly wade back into the USM MNT waters, if you will, because I was so close to it for so long. Um, but watching the players who have sort of come of age abroad, and by the way, it needs to be said, Gio Reyna got hurt and he wasn't able to play in the last two games. Pulisic is made of fucking glass, as you said. Did Weston McKinney play last night? I didn't watch No, that. he got sent home for having for being a prick. in his room. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so undeniably uh, our three best players. Couldn't take it easy. Couldn't take it easy. Matthew Hoppy was nowhere to be found. So these are, these are names that, are becoming in the U the U S men's national teams kind of sphere, if you will, these are as household names as we're going to get right now. Um, Sergino Desta, I thought had a pretty good, got hurt. Got hurt. Yeah. And so the trouble that we're going to find is, and it seems like we got away with it against Honduras on the road, which is not easy by the way. I know it's Honduras. It's okay. but yeah. And, and the pitch was, I mean, not that the pitch, that's matters, the thing is the condition. You no, it does. The, 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 the the ball just didn't move. It would you would kick it and it would just go. Brrr. Yeah, and so when it, if you're if you're Honduras and you're up one nil, doesn't that play into your hand? Obviously, right? So yeah, they, were great. Um, they had a great crowd. Yeah, it was awesome. And the, right, and so it's a it's a tough place to play. It's a it's knowing that you were down a goal. It's a good result. It's a good result regardless, right? You got the points. It, it but, was. They were so bad in the first half. Like it was. Yeah. It was um like, how do you not see that this isn't working? Like you need to do something now. Like yeah, you're well, and, and he did, did. And he did. So, so thank God Berhalter did that. But he's, yeah. I mean, I I'm not so embedded in the U.S. men's national team, but it was hard to watch the first half. I was like, yeah. holy shit, this. And then second half, it really picked up. Aronson is a real player. I think he's really good. Uh, you know, we're still the best middle class team in the world. Uh, very suburban, very soft. Mm -hmm. uh, we just need a little bit more urban, a little bit more team grit. Like if we could get more SEC and less Princeton, we'd be really in good shape. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I thought that was, you know, in the, in the older days, I thought that was one of the better things that that team had. They did have the grit. They had a Clint Dempsey who was never all that good, but my goodness, did he have the best position? He was ghetto, right? And He's he was not, like he was not afraid. No, no. And he didn't come through the u.s system he was like forced himself into the system yeah 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 right like and a literal the force time, of the old and the old time group was gritty because they had to love football and find places to play right right the dempsey gen sorry not the dempsey generation but the mcbride the, generation say Brian and McBride. The, and the donovan generation it was before these guys had to make their way alone right they were like mm -hmm. i'm a weird kid who likes soccer i really want to be good i yeah. gotta go play somewhere so right. yeah and, and we're getting better and we have good talent but i still think burholter is not a great coach mancini in that dude is a mancini in yeah <laughs> with the suit with a he wear like he would wear like a fucking pinstripe red white and blue like oh. seersucker jacket like he would look like he's in a barbershop quartet like a red red he would look, he would look like he would look like italian <laughs> uncle like a, sam <laughs> he wouldn't he'd wear like a straw hat he would just yeah. be incredible and curse at everybody in Italian. Oh yeah. my God. Mancini in. Mancini in. <laughs> Mancini in. I'm all about it. All right. That's enough of this. Laurent, let's get the hell out of here. All right. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines and Mancini in. Uh, we are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network. 
We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. We're growing and we want to grow with you. So please, listen. if you're listening on Apple, leave a review. We need reviews. And thanks to everyone who listens. We love you always.